Hi, thank you for tuning in today to This Emotional Planet, where I talk with Aaron Glassman. This was an amazing conversation to have with an amazing man. He is a man full of wisdom and integrity. He is a man who is all about love. And you can feel it in every word he says. You can feel it when you are present with him. You can feel his immense, the immense amount of presence that he carries with him. So I got to feel, I, I really enjoyed this conversation because I felt so connected with him. And I hope you have that experience too. The other thing that I wanted to share about Aaron that I didn't mention in the podcast is that he has owned a restaurant in LA for a long time. He's an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur in his own right. And he has a amazing way of being both deeply spiritual and very practically minded and uh, successful in the real world, so to speak. So that is a rare combination of someone who can hold both so beautifully. So I respect him on so many levels, and I'm so grateful that you get to experience um, this conversation that we have mostly about love and creation and how we can use our emotions in support of what we are creating in the world. It's beautiful. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Emotional Planet podcast. I am so excited to be joined by my dear friend, Aaron Glassman. Today, Aaron is uh, a man who is all about love, uh, and I love that everything you do, Aaron, is surrounded and enveloped in this idea of living for love. And you've been known um, for your website, The Science of Love, uh, for the last several years, and you're kind of morphing that into working with more entrepreneurs and bringing heart-centered and soul-centered work of creation into uh, businesses now. So I'm really excited to be talking with you, Erin, today about A, the idea of creation and manifestation and the difference between those two, those two ideas and energies, and also how we can use um, our hearts or our emotions in, as part of the creation process. I think that's really fascinating, and I can't wait for you to talk to us a little bit more about that. So welcome to the podcast. Uh Oh, thank you. Thank you, Don. Thanks for, for sharing that with me. Um, I, all the things you were talking about are things I can speak of all day long. And it's just so ironic, isn't it? Because, you know, <laughs> that in which we speak of is really unspeakable. And yet we will talk about it all day and night if we can, because we try to get as close to the experience of what we're talking about through words, but ultimately it's really the feeling. Absolutely. So when you talk about feelings, are you, are you speaking of emotions or the feeling of a vibration or the essence of something? What, what are you speaking Yeah, of? I mean, I would love to use our time together to really explore how we can uh, revolutionize and reintroduce the meaning of the word love. Love is probably certainly in the west the most over abused word um, that is in our language you know uh interestingly enough i have a friend who who um does all of this internet data research and the most searched word in on the internet is love really uh, yeah you would think maybe it's porn or something but no it's actually it's actually love That's and awful, huh? <laughs> what's that that's a, that's hopeful. It is hopeful, right? Yeah, because 
human beings, the more than anything, we long for connection because through that connection, we get to experience freedom. And when I speak of freedom, I'm talking about the freedom to be, the freedom to have a full spectrum human emotional experience in the presence. So in truth, what we are wanting is that release from bondage of suppression, depression, or non-expression in our moment-to-moment -moment experience as human beings. And just becoming a new dad for the first time and getting to watch firsthand the, the absolute purest example of human, human expression in a newborn is, is such a high learning for me because it's just this continual open and fluidity of willingness to be fully embodying that in which he is feeling from moment to moment. And that is what we longed for more than anything, and that really is the freedom we're seeking. We get confused in the physical world. We think it's money, we think it's a relationship, we think it's a job, we think it's this and that. And that is something we can definitely speak into, and that leads us into creation versus manifestation. Awesome. So basically going back to being an infant where we didn't have our filters of what emotions meant or what we should or shouldn't be feeling at any given time, there's like a purity of expression there. And um, is that what we're trying to get back to? Yeah, well, obviously it's all about integration. So we can't be, you know, <laughs> it's not that we can. I think it's very challenging when we're only living in our emotional field, right? Mm -hmm. In order to take action steps and to build structural um, uh, uh, structural aspects to our creative process. But the willingness to feel doesn't mean it has to go to the extreme, perhaps that the infant is feeling it at it. If the, if the infant is feeling uncomfortable or, or upset or whatever, we can feel that internally and, and go into that feeling without kind of getting lost in it. Not that the infant's getting lost in it, but it, it, it gets to bring consciousness to the emotion. We get to bring awareness mm -hmm. to the emotion. We get to develop and understand our emotional spectrum, our emotional body, right? Mm -hmm. So that when the feelings arise, we can be in dialogue and relationship with self around them. We just don't get, we don't get lost that it takes us away from perhaps, you know, the, the present moment in relationship or in work or, or, or in some other activity that requires us to have a more structured uh, experience in that moment. Does that make sense? If we're driving, right? And, mm -hmm. and I feel, you know, like having an emotional breakdown, I don't want to be driving and right. getting somewhere in that. So I can allow the feelings to still come up I can, and I can um, be with it, but it doesn't have to take it over where it has to impede my forward motion in, in my day. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Or, you know, creating spaces like taking note of that emotion and then, you know, going home and having your evening practice or whatever it is and, and then working with that experience or that emotion then and creating yeah. those structures. And, and, and releasing the judgment around it, right? That's the biggest mm -hmm. thing that keeps, prohibits us from experiencing this full spectrum of human emotions, which is why I believe we incarnate in the first place. Um, is the shame and the judgment we place on the emotion, you know, or the fear of what someone else might think about us. And the allowance for us to have the experience in the present moment 
and to recognize it and honor it, right, mm-hmm. is, is a powerful practice. And it is what brings a deep, meaningful relationship with self. And for those that are wanting to have that externalized in a, you know, in a sacred partnership, that's the process that brings a real sacred partnership to fruition. Right. And I think that that's the essence of authenticity, right? Yes, that is the essence of authenticity. That's beautiful. Yeah. When you experience someone as authentic, you can feel that they are deeply connected to the, um, the emotional body, their emotional body. They're, there's an essence or a, an aura of truth around them because they're not really looking to hide through shame and judgment, you know, parts of those emotional experiences or, or expressions. Oh my gosh, I'm having chills as you're talking. I just feel like you're speaking so much truth here, Aaron. And mm. I and I actually, you know, I've been working in the field of emotional health for like 12 years. Wow. And there's so few people who get this. Um, mm. I've known you for a long time and I'm just enjoying this sense of your depth about your understanding of the emotional body and its importance. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I say to everyone, it's like, you know, knowledge is a dying commodity. Knowledge is becoming absolutely worthless with Google, right? We can, right. we can learn anything, but emotional intelligence, that's wisdom. And that is a very uh, fast, high, you know, fast growing commodity because that is what we're needing right here and now from everybody mm-hmm. to access in order for us to have an evolutionary leap forward in our society and in our new structures, politically, economically, socioeconomic, all of this stuff is an emotional intelligence, an emotional connection, an emotional wisdom that can only be experienced through the allowance of the full human expression and the full human emotional range being expressed and experienced. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what else I I believe, Aaron, is that we what is being asked of us is to have emotion is to have courage in the emotional field as well. And really the transformation of physical courage, like very seldomly are we called to have physical courage as in like war or, or things like that anymore. And, and really to step forward and have emotional courage to put our, to, to be open and vulnerable um, and be leaders in that realm, I feel is, is another piece of that's really being asked of us. 100%. I mean, that's exactly it. And, and you look at someone like Brene Brown, mm-hmm. who just has a Netflix special on emotional vulnerability and the power mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is groundbreaking. That is, um, that is testament to this evolutionary in- a wisdom that is seeking to really be embodied through us in recognizing we've always really just had it backwards, you know? Uh, it's like strength is, you know, muscles and the willingness to fight and, and, and courage is willingness to fight. No, I mean, the truth is the higher expression of that, that is one form of expression, but the higher expression of that is the courage to be the courage to authentically express oneself, to be vulnerable, to express feelings, um, not to, you know, the extreme in the sense that's all your expression is. But like Brene Brown, you know, speaks about, it's really the, the foundation of where we, we are so disconnected and, and our communication gaps happen, right? She was speaking about it in relationship, but really with everything. I mean, imagine if political leaders were able to be vulnerable and express themselves 
um, as to really what we want and really what we fear and all of that, I mean, it's, that's, that's a game changer. Absolutely. Which brings me to a question. Do you, I would love to hear a story. I like to hear stories of these hmm. ideas of, do you have a time when you uh, felt like you expressed emotional courage or maybe had a challenge in that area? Sure. Um, yeah, both. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. both. I, I've always, I've always been that guy that when I saw injustice, even in a workplace and working in a restaurant or whatever, I would speak up and speak for the crew or whatever. Um, and, and uh, knowing that I would most likely get fired or whatever, wow. on a more personal level, um, you know, that's, that's an ongoing thing. That's, that's a, that's, that never stops. Like there's always a deeper level of intimacy with self. And then of course, in partnership and I'm married and, um, and we have practiced and, and really, really committed ourselves to working through um, a lot of the trigger points. And that requires courage to express you know oneself in the moment knowing that it'll probably upset you know the your partner or my wife um and that but i i don't like to put like there's an end to it, it it's something i'm always still cultivating and becoming more aware of all of the times even when you're tired and you don't even want to express yourself because you know it might lead to a longer conversation that's usually the time then to express yourself, right? Because mm -hmm. I do realize that every time that I do wind up suppressing something important, it builds up inside of me, right? It builds resentment. It builds um, anger inside of me. So that's just a moment-to-moment -moment choice then. Um, when I left on that, I don't know if you saw that video I did yesterday, but when I left on this grand awakening journey that I took over 20 years ago and um, came back, I wrote a one-man show um, okay. that I performed and it was just straight from the heart. I mean, it was just channeled and it was like, I really believed it was going to change the world. And, and that was such a vulnerable thing because I so put my heart out into this show and so many people just didn't understand what the show was about. And about 10 people did. And they thought it was amazing. Um, but that was a very, you know, anytime we're, we're artists, anytime we're creative, it's, you know, wildly vulnerable. So I, I'm also a musician and writer and all of those things. So those are, those are moments where I, I find my vulnerability, I believe. Absolutely. Um, how does it feel I'm interested kind of in this moment, what I've sometimes called a vulnerability hangover. Mm. Um, when you, you express yourself so purely from your heart and only 10 of the however many people really connect with it, um, how does that moment feel and how does that play into the creation process for you? Mm. Great question. You're a natural. Yeah, it was devastating. It, it, I was so lost. Um, because when I, when I created that show, so that show was about an hour and 45 minutes, and the show was about the last 2,000 years of Western uh, culture and how science, spirituality, and art move together as one, how it's a one unified consciousness. 
and where it's taking us, where, where we're evolving to. And I used, you know, images and music and video and, uh, you know, just, I, I had so much poured into it. And when it wasn't received as my ego was expecting it to, it was, it was like, uh, it was like, you know, just a big thud. Like I'm getting an image of, remember those cartoons with the big uh, metal <laughs> thing, right? That, yeah. And it says like two tons on it or whatever. And it just hits the ground. It was like, I went back down to earth in such a powerful like thud. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was so lost and I like, yeah, I put stuff on credit cards, you know, like $8,000 in debt. So I was definitely like, oh my God, like, how do I pick myself up from this? I, I just kind of want to leave and get back to a mountaintop. So mm -hmm. um, that led me to just starting to find community, finding people that would be more receptive to that in which I was wanting to express. And um, that did happen. One of the audience members said, you know what, you should really go to Agape and, um, you know, and share share all of this amazing stuff and that's what i did and and uh, i started finding community there that's a beautiful story because i feel like sometimes those experiences like that 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 i've certainly had cause us to shut down and hide and and not yes. come out again for a while and yes. you were able to really see like okay there's there's maybe a, a more nuanced community that can really receive my frequency and receive everything I'm offering and can be met there and feel, feel the connection that you're talking about. Yes, it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No question. Uh, my tendency would have been to definitely go into locked doors behind locked doors and just kind of nurse my wounds. Um, but it, it, it was, there was a commitment to breaking that pattern and to just stand in like the in honoring of what had been brought down through through me yeah that's beautiful that you were able to to hold that sacred and not make yourself wrong even though it wasn't necessarily received as you'd hoped yes <laughs> it, was, it was all about my coming out it had nothing to do with you know the yeah. masses understanding it and most people just said, I think it's amazing. I just think you're about 20 years ahead of, mm -hmm. ahead of, ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of Brené Brown, what she said in that special on courage is that, um, you know, courage is vulnerability, A, but vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability either. And the importance of creating the right container to be vulnerable in, you know, where. Absolutely. And that's probably part of that learning for you was, it was learning which, which community could really hold this. And, and, and so that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's been interesting because I've been doing a lot more live events now mm -hmm. and here in Denver and Boulder and, um, and I've been watching like the, almost the, the feelings being kind of brought back of, you know, is anyone coming and, and all of those things. And, and just trusting and uh, and just having more confidence that the time is is right uh, for me to be more out with this work and messaging and but but that show which was called Glass Onion um, was such a yeah it was like giving birth it was like giving birth and showing the whole world my my beautiful baby and 
yeah, some people just kind of tilt in their head, huh? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> well, what I love, what I would love to talk to you more about is you have a whole, like basically most of your work is around the creation process. And my business name is Daughter of Creation. And I like, this is a very sacred process to me. I kind of feel like it's the essence of why we're here is to really tap into our power of creation on this planet. And I know you have some, you have some really unique thoughts about the difference between manifestation and creation that I would love for you to speak on um, and kind of share the difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we, we, yeah, just for time's sake, I'm feeling into the best uh, angle in, but yeah, I base everything in, I wanted to always, I've, I've never been a science lover my whole life and whatever. When I went away and that trip that opened it all up, all of a sudden I be, you know, I began growing an interest and channeling information about science and mathematics and things like that. And the, and the reason it's so powerful for me, because it always really grounded that which spiritual masters were always speaking of, you know, but uh, in the West, especially where we really value the, the mental body, the, the, the scientific world of penetrating matter to find truths, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in the East, they've always just penetrated the spiritual Mm -hmm. um, uh, etheric worlds to discover their truths. But in actuality, they're one in the same thing. And so that's why it's called science of love is the unification of the left and right brain hemisphere, the unification of both of what seem to be opposites as one. And so I, I speak of creation and manifestation in the grounded principles of science. And that being said is that everything is energy in the universe. Everything is comprised of atoms and, uh, and, energy and light, right? So the way that we have discovered that light and energy moves and behaves is either as a wave or as a particle. Mm-hmm. And now this isn't something I sat down and really researched. This was all brought through. And then as it was brought through, I sought to ground it and, and solidify it um, through inquiry and all of that. So when I speak of creation, I'm really speaking about accessing this wave intelligence, what I call wave consciousness. And when we experience wave consciousness, we're in our heart center. We're in this energy center, which is the ability for us to vibration, vibrationally operate from that unifies us with that unified field or the wave or spirit or God. And when we connect to that, when we, when we access that infinite potential within ourselves, right? we are able to then magnetize our energy field to such a point where we begin attracting the vibration we're being. And in doing so, that is the process of creation. In accessing the vibrational frequency of that in which we want to expand out into the physical world is the process of creation. And for all of us, that vibrational frequency is that freedom we were speaking about deeper levels of joy, deeper levels of peace and abundance within. And that will inform 
what it wants to become out in the physical world. But it has to be foundational from a state of being. It has to be foundational from that heart-centered presence that allows that infinite intelligence of the unified field to be expressed through us. And it comes through the heart center, not because of some, you know, love and light point of reference. It comes through what we call the heart center because it is the central source of our energetic being and that everything operates from a center. And that central source of power is the heart center, just like the nucleus is the center of the atom. That is our nucleus. Right. And it is from that central source of power, we access our infinite creative intelligence. Mm -hmm. And that intelligence will always then bring us to what it wants to become. So that's creation, that allowance, and basing the foundation of the, of the feeling and the vibration we want to experience more of out into the world. So for me, I want to experience my heart-centered presence in the most expanded embodied state I can in this physical life. That's my, that's my why. And that why then informs what it will create. What most of the world is doing is manifesting their reality. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is when the unified field, and we're only locked in our heads, right? When we're locked in our minds and we're thinking what we want is going to make us happy, what we think that job will do, or we think that certain dollar amount in the bank will then give us the feeling of that which we want to experience. Well, it's all reversed again, right? So that unified wave is hitting literally only the mind, and the mind compartmentalizes, it separates. It creates particle consciousness. So then the energy is moving and behaving like a particle. And when there's separation, which is particle consciousness, there's chaos, destruction, disconnection, there's addiction, right? depression, all of that, those things, because we are cutting ourselves off from our infinite intelligence and our infinite potential. So is that making sense so far? Yeah, this is, a, this is amazing. Um, I love how you're describing all this because like the heart is, um, the heart is the wave and it's, it's really coming from the source of our power and the particle consciousness is more compartmentalized in the mind. Exactly. Um, the, mind, the mind separates. So that's yeah. what the ego's job is to do. It compartmentalizes the physical world reality so we can wrap our hands around it and it can be tangibly experienced in the physical world. I mean, we're a spiritual being, right? In the physical world, if we didn't have the mind, you know, obviously there would be no contrast. There would be no physical world reality. But the mind will separate reality from the unified field sense. And in doing so, we experience separation and we experience the desire for what we want to really feel having to come from the outside world. And that's where we've been so confused and lost is that if I get this, that will give me the feeling. Uh, if I manifest yes. a million, million dollars, that million dollars is going to give me the freedom and the feeling of feeling free that I want to feel. But the truth is, and we know this statistically now, is that all individuals that, um, not all, but 85% of individuals that have won the lottery and come into massive amounts of wealth all of a sudden without the consciousness to hold it, 
they go into deep depressions or they, they spend it and blow it and they're broke and uh, they're miserable. Wow. And it's because manifestation is, is like what the New Testament would say, you know, don't build your house on shaky ground, right? Wow. Manifestation is always missing that unified field, that cohesiveness, that, that infinite source of your power, right? That energetic power glue, I hope say, to hold together the creation in the physical world. And we do it time and time again, a 65% divorce rate. People are manifesting what they think that partner is going to provide for them, right? That partner is going wow. to make me feel X, Y, and Z. That partner looks so beautiful and I'm so happy. Like all of these external reasons we go into partnership without actually just focusing on the feeling you want to experience while being in sacred union. Erin, I am having so many ahas with this. I'm like <laughs> literally having chills because, well, you're just, you're, your awareness of this is like creating a field that allows us all to understand what you're talking about. And I can feel that in your energy field, but this just makes so much sense. And I'm just shocked that I haven't heard more about this in the creation manifestation conversation. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the yeah. secret, the secret was interesting because it, it bothered me. Um, but what it did was it poked a hole, at least in consciousness, in the collective consciousness, that, wow, we have the power to actually inform our reality. Mm -hmm. The thing was, is that they still approached it from a mental construct. Mm -hmm. Like, you can close your eyes and just think of yourself being in a Ferrari, and a Ferrari will appear. Mm -hmm. um, right? And that yeah. will make you happy. And exactly. That's, that's, what you're put, that's the hole. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't know, actually, we, we get to surrender and we get to allow. That's the biggest thing, right? Is this mm -hmm. loving allowance for trusting, because we go back to the emotional intelligence, right? Is wisdom, is real wisdom. We go back into believing that the emotional intelligence will inform the perfect externalization of that vibrational intelligence out in my world and it will augment and expand my happiness joy and abundance in ways in which i couldn't come up with my mental constructs right beyond what you could even um understand or claim at your current level i feel like sometimes we don't a we don't know always what what we want or what's best for us but we can only see so much at a current at our current vibration our current frequency and why would we want to see it all? Like, where's the joy and magic and adventure that's, in that? That's, that's <laughs> a fun way of. That's such a fun way of uh, of describing it. I remember um, when I was at Princeton. I I went to one physics lecture when I was there, and it was on this exact topic. It's called Schrodinger's cat, I believe. Wow. And, and it was about how light can be light can flex between being a wave and a particle depending on um what was needed or was it dependent on the observer or one of those two and there's there that was a huge breakthrough in science to see like ah this is both exactly right mm -hmm. and it's what like it's what the taoists are were always speaking of right the chi and 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 the, the Tao is really that field that flow that unified field 
and that science has now named it. Um, but what's really fascinating is that they've only been able to capture light energy behaving simultaneously as a wave and a particle simultaneously because they did it on a, on a remote camera. There was no observer. Ah. So isn't that perfect? That is perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really perfect. The power of consciousness, the power of observation. Well, that's everything, right? Is everything's neutral until we bring our awareness or our consciousness to the presence. Yes. And that is confirmed by science. Because you observing energy, light, atoms under an electron microscope would have a very different experience of the movement of those energy and atoms than I would. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if everything's made up of, of atoms and, and light, then we really are creating our physical world reality based on our observation of it. Yes. And that's why two people can observe the same thing and see totally different things. Absolutely. That's where we need vulnerability, right? To be able to communicate how we see it and how we can bridge those two perceptions to become unified again. Wow. This is truly science. I mean, yeah. I, it really is. And, um, and it's love because yeah. love is presence. Love is science. Love is all. So what I'm really inviting all of us to uh, rediscover is that if everything is light and everything is energy, therefore everything is creation. And if all of creation really is spirit, God, unified field, whatever you want to call it, then everything is love. And that means that it's impossible for us to not be love or to not receive love or to not, um, or to lose love. So letting go of this neurotic dance that we do with this word that keeps us small and in shame and in judgment of self is going to be a huge evolutionary leap in our consciousness that everything is love and that everything is that love is not just light right love is density love is science love is matter love is fear like all of it is absolutely conspiring just for our own evolutionary existence and presence heart-centered presence wow well that is a truth bomb right there <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited we got to go into that because i'm having all these ahas over here about yeah. the process it's really beautiful and um i love that aha like where did that come from right? aha i think it's such an opening uh vowel like expression vocal it's expression opening doesn't it yeah right yeah. And your breath opens it too. Yeah. 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 It's a very open uh, ex uh, kind of, it should be like a mantra. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and your name has a very similar to that. Ayla. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yes. Um, in fact, my name together, Ayla Ada, is uh, the connection. Ayla goes up to heaven. Ada goes down to earth. So it's bringing oh, together. That's perfect. That's, that's everything. And, and ether, if you want to say it that way. That's what, what came through about that sound current. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Well, Erin, like, where, will, where should people look if they want to connect with you more? Um, Deep within. <laughs> um, 
But if they want to connect with me in the physical world, um, yeah, they can go to a website, scienceoflove528.com. Mm -hmm. There's actually a free 14-day uh, uh, kind of introduction to some of these things that I'm speaking about, the power of creation and manifestation, or uh, power of creation versus manifestation, all the things we kind of touched on and more, some practices in there. It's a free ebook. Um, also I am doing live events now, a lot of live events. If they want to search soul entrepreneurs on Eventbrite, they can, um, still register for a two day live event I'm doing in May in Denver here. Uh, and yeah, through science of love, they can contact me and email me any questions or reach out and, and, uh, and see if they if there's a program or something I'm doing that they want to partake in. Awesome. And I will include those links in the show notes for people, Awesome. which, which you can find at daughterofcreation.com. So we'll put, we'll put links to all of this in there for people. Um, Ayla, you are, you are a natural um, interviewer and I mean so much more, obviously. I mean, the, 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 the beauty of, your ability to understand and comprehend so much just allows your guests, at least me, to flow so easily. So it's a great talent you have in doing that. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate hearing that. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that the future of, I'll say business, but I don't really even mean business, but how we um, work is so collaborative and that coming together with our ideas actually births new whole fields of ideas. And that is what jazzes me up right now is yeah. how much our, our bringing our energies together just created. And, and that's bringing forth a whole new iteration of your work and my work. And that's what's exciting to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. When we, when we're always in manifestation, we're always in the mind and the mind tends to be, ego-based, singular-based, like I'll do it on my own. Yeah. And when we're in the heart center, we naturally want to unify and we want to bring together. So now is the time for us to really join genius together, synergize with one another to create new models and structures and new forms of businesses that really make powerful, positive impact. You, you so get it, Aaron. I just feel like we have so much more to do together and who Absolutely. knows what that will be, well, where, we'll, where the heart will lead us with that. But yeah, fun. I'm open. On that. Yeah. Awesome. And um, thank you for your insight and your depth. Um, you're just a man of such deep love and integrity. It's, mm. I, I've told you this before, but I consider you to be, um, uh, divine masculine in this world that is is sort of a guardian for me as someone who mm. I, I just really feel the protection of your masculine oh. energy so thank you for being such a shining light here on this planet oh, thank you Don. such an honor and joy thank you so much um all right well thank you so much for for being on my, on this podcast my pleasure thank you for allowing me to just speak that in which can't be spoken of, but we'll try anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you so much for including, including me. I so enjoyed this conversation with Aaron, my dear friend. I hope you enjoyed it as well. For links to his website and 
Any other information that we talked about in the show, you can go to daughterofcreation.com, which is my website, where I send out all the show notes and information related to all of the interviews in the series. So I hope you'll check us out there, daughterofcreation.com. You can also check me out on the social networks. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you for tuning in today to This Emotional Planet. With love. Hello, this is Ayla. Thanks for tuning in. So I have my own healing process that I've developed over the seven years I was working as an emotional healing professional. And then personally, I use shale to this day. And I work with clients all the time to move through their own blocks to their creation process. But this process is something that's actually very valuable and effective on its own. So in this Emotional Planet series, I've actually offered you lots of resources because different modalities resonate with each of us differently and at different times. But I really did want to share you my own with you my own process in the form of a course. So the online course is on my website. And in addition to the course, you get a free um, mentorship session with me to just go over the process and make sure that it's landing for you. So there's some one-on-one support and the course itself to teach you the technique. And this technique you can use over and over and over again. Every time something comes up, it really is the basic tool I use all the time. You can find it on my website, www.daughterofcreation.com backslash healing.